Cheers. I want to do is compete. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Because they came to whose house? Hi guys, welcome back to Cuse Yourself Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Stacy. And so what are we drinking today, babe? Alright, so today we are drinking Smoothie Dreams from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Uh, it's an ale beer, and it's mixed with guava, passion fruit, vanilla, and milk sugar. Um, just a fancy combination, but it's yummy. It is pretty yummy. So, welcome back, guys. For those of you who watched episode 9, oh, we're on episode 10. Yeah. Double digits. We're here. So, for those of you that watched episode 9 and follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, you have seen the um, teasers put out for the trivia night. The details are hammered out. Mm-hmm. It is finalized. Babe, tell them what they won. All right. So August 24th, Saturday uh, afternoon, I guess it's pretty much when it's going to start. From 4 till 9 or whenever, we will be at IBU Brewery. For those local, it's pretty much kind of buried right there behind the old Salt City Billiards, uh, right on Route 11 in North Syracuse. We will be, like I said, getting there about 4 o'clock. We're going to have some special guest appearances we are going to kind of glad hand with some people for a bit. We will do a live uh, podcast from IBU. After the live podcast is over, starting at 7 o'clock, we will do Syracuse football-related trivia. The winner of the trivia uh, will receive, like we said in the last one, will receive three tickets for the SU Maryland away game and a two-night stay at the hotel. That's the hotel. right on campus. Um, and, and the whole, the whole package is, is kind of brought to you by Cuse Yourself and, uh, IBU Brewery. So it'll be a fun day. Like I said, there'll be some, some, some cool special guests there. Uh, we'll, you know, just kind of be hanging out for a little bit and then we'll do the, the, the podcast for anybody that's going to be down there when we do the live, the live show, of course, you're all welcome to, you know, to ask questions, to sit in with us, to talk, to chat, to get on, Join in. on the podcast for sure. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback or, or anything you have to have to say about the show. If anybody that's really not super interested about going to the Maryland game or just can't you know fit it into your schedule, still absolutely come down and see us. Uh, selfishly, we we want as many heads in the in the building as we can. We're trying to build kind of a long-standing relationship with a couple different breweries. We've got a couple different contests coming up. We have. Uh, couple breweries that are interested in, in splitting the cost of a couple extra season tickets with us. So every week we're going to do a giveaway for uh, people to come watch the home games with us, including the Clemson game. Including Clemson. So we will have extra tickets for every home game, including the Clemson game, that we will kind of work into some weekly uh, live shows or, you know, if we can't. Contests when, of some kind. Right. When, there, when we do the home games back to back to back, we might not always be able to do a, a live show. Right. Um, but we will definitely be doing little giveaways and, and whatever. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. August 24th, like I said, from 4 till about 9. But the, the actual fun stuff starts about 6. Yep. Yeah, so when we get there at 4, we're going to go live on either Facebook, YouTube, or both. Mm-hmm. And we'll be live for 30 to 45 minutes, um, letting everybody know that we're down there, talking a little bit of Syracuse sports, 
and then around 5 or 5.30, we're actually going to record a podcast live at IBU, and that's where you guys are all welcome to join in. Yeah. Come down with questions, come down with comments, come down and heckle us. I don't care. And 7 o'clock, we're going to start trivia. Yeah. Somebody's going to win a pretty cool prize. For sure. And you know who else is staying at the hotel? Who? We are. We are. We are. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I know there's a, a good number of wedge heads who are going to be at this game. So, guys, come on down. IBU on the 24th. Don't miss it. This is the first of many, many giveaways yeah. and many big things that Cuse Yourself has planned. Oh, I can't see the shirt with the new camera. I know, right? <laughs> Check out the new shirt from Dino's um, introductory press conference. Yes. That's on the Shopify, QSYourself.myshopify.com. Yeah. Just go to links our Facebook the, page. Links on the Facebook page, links on Twitter, everything. So last week in episode nine, we talked about defense. Uh, we're a defensive household. For sure, for if sure. That's given the option. We definitely are defense oriented. However, we do have an offense. We do. So, and it's a pretty exciting offense. It's a pretty good offense. It's a pretty freaking good offense. So let's talk about it. I'll start right at the top. Okay. Right where everybody wants to go. We lose Eric Dungey this year mm -hmm. after four years as the starter. And we bring in Tommy DeVito. We do. He's no scrub. He is no <laughs> scrub. Tommy is no scrub. This kid has a firearm. He's got a cannon and the ball comes out hot. Mm -hmm. But before I get in too much about Tommy and who he's going to be for Syracuse, right. let's talk about how he got here. Okay. So he goes to the Elite 11 camp to try to make the Elite 11 because he was like relatively under-recruited. Oh, so very kind, under Yeah, he yeah. kind of went there to get his name out a little bit. and He was the lowest rated quarterback at the tryouts. Right, so not even, so before the camp. Before the camp, right. So X number of players, quarterbacks go mm -hmm. to try to make it to the Elite 11. Right. He made it far and away. Yeah. Clear cut, no questions asked. Tommy DeVito was in it. So he makes the Elite 11. And I remember it happening back then. But I had to go back and read. I went back and read yeah. some articles. And there was this buzz around the Elite 11 around about Tommy DeVito. And right. at that point, he'd already committed. Right, right. He well, was coming he to Syracuse. Well, because he came in second to only Tua. Correct. Yeah, Tua won the MVP that year. Mm -hmm. And so these were the other quarterbacks at that camp. Unreal talent at this Elite 11 camp. You have Tua in Alabama. Jake Fromm from Georgia, Sam Erlinger at Texas, Tate Martell, who went to Ohio State, ended up losing his job to Dwayne Haskins, right. but still five-star talent at Ohio State. Right. Chase Bryce. I remember. Any of you out there who just heard the name Chase Bryce and it rang a little bell and you couldn't quite place it, Chase Bryce was the third string quarterback in Clemson last year who then became the backup when they got rid of Kelly Bryant. Yep. This is a five-star elite 11 quarterback. And when he came in, everybody was like, because we kept the game close. Right. We're like, oh, well, you're playing the third was string quarterback. The first quarter, it was 
It was, it was, it was, it was the relatively quarter, it was early. early yeah. yeah, that was also the day of your surprise 40th birthday party. So a lot of that day is kind of a blur. No, you just told everybody how old I was. Sorry, surprise 21st birthday party. Right, that's better. So, All that does is make me look better. Right, Robin the cradle. But uh, so Chase Bryce was no slouch, and everybody was like, "Well, you know, he's our he's the third string quarterback." If not for Trevor Lawrence, this kid's the starting quarterback at absolutely at Clemson yeah. right now. So. He could be the starting quarterback at any, Almost like, anywhere. Right, yeah. Almost anywhere. The kid is, is super talented. So these are the guys that Tommy DeVito's in with at the Elite 11 camp. And beat them all out. And, yeah, and Tommy had a great, great camp. Had to learn an offense and plays that he doesn't run in high school because right. they ran a different system. Came in, studied the playbook, learned it, and... Were it not for a dropped pass in the end zone mm-hmm. on the final drive of what, however they function it. Of the Elite 11. Of the Elite 11 right. camp. If not for a drop pass, he threw a dime. Put it right in the kid's hands. If not for a drop pass, he wins the MVP of the Elite 11 camp. Right. Like, this was that, this was that tight. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like he was far and below. No. To, uh, yeah. Oh, my God, no. No, this is, this is a talented, talented kid with arguably the best arm talent. Pure arm talent I've seen at Syracuse in my life. Mm-hmm. 40 years. Now they're just going to tell yeah. people how old I am. Since it's just public information. I'm sorry. I'm now. sure everybody looking at you was like, oh my gosh, really? He's not 18? So my apologies for blowing up your spot. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways. So now he comes to Syracuse. Red shirt's his first year. Yep. Last year was his red shirt freshman year. And he sat behind Eric. Right. Now he gets to take the reins. Right. His offense is his. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to come in without the, I guess, anxiety, for lack of a better word, of coming in behind Eric. Eric, right. er, Eric was and always will be beloved by, by our, our university and by our fan base. Yes. Um, so there's got to be a little added extra anticipation when you go in for him. But right. now this offense is his. Yeah, it's his offense. And, and respectably. Like, the, these guys, they, they love him, and they, they respect him, and they're behind him. Yeah, as well they should be. Yeah. As well they should be. And I hope, um, if there's two things that I hope that Tommy DeVito took from Eric Dungy before he left, because they're two separate quarterbacks. Right. But if I could have two things I wish he could take, one was Eric's leadership. Mm-hmm. The other 10 guys on that offense were willing to go into the trenches war for Eric Dungy. If Tommy can garner that sort of respect and leadership, the sky is the limit for this kid. For sure. And the other thing I hope he takes... Ah, the clap. Is the clap. There was nobody better in college football for four years than Eric Dungy at drawing kids offsides. Yeah, that clip, That's just what he was the best at it. And it's... Not that it's unteachable, but it's just something he had a knack for. Right, yeah. So, but if he could take some some lesson in that and bring that into this season, the sky's the limit for this kid. He has all the talent in the world. I don't see any reason going forward he's not a first-round draft pick. Right. That's how talented he is. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of talent around him. He does. The talent around him is as deep and as talented as I've ever seen a Syracuse offense. Yeah. From Mo Neal, who... Another under-recruited kid. I say kid. yo! I say yo! Another under-recruited kid who's 
when at the uniform reveal when they came out, we were right on the side that right Mo Neal stopped. So they all lined up, and we just happened to be on the same side of the stage as Mo. And Chris and I are belting out. I say, yo, he catches eye contact with us and gets the biggest grin on his face because he knows his dad sets that up. His dad is hilarious. Shelly is fantastic, man. Shout he can out get, to Shelly. Yeah, he can get any crowd riled up. And as soon as He's Mo kind like, I mean, the crowd was, was obviously noisy, right. but as soon as he caught who was just kind of doing that chant, he made eye contact and his, he just lit up. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. That was definitely a good time. But so Mo Neal is almost prototypical. Yeah. For Dino's offense. Remember when he ran over that ref? Yeah. Good stuff. I'm gonna see if I can find that yeah. real quick and put it behind us. If it happens to be there, it's because I found it. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. It's just, it just goes to show his focus. Like clearly, right. you're, no one's trying to run over a ref. But it just goes to well, show that you well, might be trying to run over a ref. Sh- Nobody will admit that. Right. Right. It just goes to show your focus. I don't know. Like, once you break that last tackle, man, all you can see is glory. <laughs> and that's, that's, since you said that sentence, that's exactly what the Dino Babers offense is. Yeah. We, it's known nationwide as this pass-happy offense, when in reality, that's not all the truth. Right. We run the ball a lot. Which a lot, set a lot. up for the highlight pass-happy Correct. Stuff. Yeah. Correct. And the way we spread the field... And the way we run those screens, mm-hmm. the wide receiver hitch screens, has to bring the linebackers out just outside of a gap they would re- normally want to be in. Box, box out. You taught me about this last year. When oh, you run in the box, in, yeah. outside of the box, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So normally you would have your linebackers inside of the box in the B gap. Mm-hmm. In, but So it brings them a little wider. And it opens up, we run between the tackles. Mo Neal, with a couple of blocks on the inside, clears, there's not a linebacker in front of him. And if there's a safety, he's dead in the water. Right. He's dead meat. 15 yards to close gap, Mo Neal's going to shake him every time. Right. Every because single time. Because the safety time. is going to be pulling back ready for a pass. Right. So he's, Mo's he's got already nothing. already on his heels. Right, yeah. Right. So Mo Neal's prototypical for this offense. But then behind him, you've got Abdul Adams, mm-hmm. who's an animal, right. a beast. Like, talent in spades. Yeah. Big, fast, shoulder pad square, like I runs downhill. I hope to see him more than the third down, too. Because he is so big that, like, that third third in inches, third in short. like I think a lot of those will split between Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard. Right. This is very difficult for me. <laughs> Jarvion Howard. Yes. So, Mo, Abdul Adams, Jarvion Howard, I think we'll split a lot yeah. of those. And then right under there is Jawar Jordan. Right. That's a lot of J's. That is a lot of J's. And then Cam and... Wide receiver. Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep. Sorry. So, and, but Jawar Jordan's a freshman. And right. In the spring game, he looked like a superstar. Like, we have talent in spades. Receivers, though, mm-hmm. that's where our depth really shines. For sure. That's where our depth really shines. With Taj on one side and Tristan on the other side. And Tristan in the spring game was in the slot mm-hmm. and then got moved to the outside. So it'll be Taj and Tristan most likely. And we saw a little bit of highlights of what Taj can give us oh, last yeah. year. Um, obviously, Custis was, was our wide receiver one. Yep. Uh, but we were able to see a little bit. 
And, and a little bit of, like Sean Riley too. Like he did a lot of special teams, but then they put him towards the middle. Sean, the had, a, Sean had a oh. lot of yards receiving yeah. last year. And he's still going to play that slot role. But between Taj and Tristan, Sean Riley, Nikeem Johnson, those are four extremely athletic, extremely talented, extremely sure-handed receivers. But once you leave that level, we're not dead in the water. Right. You've got Cameron Jordan, mm-hmm. Sherrod Johnson, the freshman Curtis Jackson. Mm-hmm. Cooper Lutz. Cooper Lutz. Uh, I love Cooper Lutz. I don't know how much you guys are going to see of him this year, but he's a slot Edelman type of kid. Stocky, sure-handed, and can catch those over-the-middle passes. Yeah, he's one of the, like we've talked about before, that football IQ. Yeah, yeah. He's a, I, I like Cooper Lutz. I like to, I hope he gets some reps this year. Mm-hmm. And then, after that, as if that wasn't enough talent right. at receiver, we bring in, and I have to look at this because it's new to me, the Canadian kid who just Because we love Canadian Love us athletes. some Canadians. Kevin Matar. I know zero about this kid other than last year in his prep school, he caught passes for a little over 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, staff is saying they didn't bring him in here to redshirt. I don't see any way he doesn't redshirt. Right, but, I mean, do keep in mind the NCAA new rule that they put in place last year. He can play up to four games and still redshirt. Right. So I don't he know, can get a little burn. Is and, that rule he can play in four games or up to game four? I'm not sure how that works. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I don't, know, I don't mm. know all the intricacies. I will look into it a little bit. But this kid's supposed to be super, super talented. So Tommy's got... Weapons. A plethora if you will, of talent around him. I say him. plethora. Yeah, you say it right. I don't want to do that. <laughs> potato, potato. There's no fun in that. But he has, he has an insane amount of talent around him to throw the ball to, and I'm looking forward to an exciting offensive yeah. year this year. Mm-hmm, for sure. Tristan Jackson and Abdul Adams are transfers to us. Right. These are highly touted kids. Abdul Adams came from Oklahoma. Yeah, Tristan came from Michigan. And Tr- Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah. And Tristan came from Michigan State, where these were four-star athletes. These are not, like, these are superstar kids. That's where universities like us, because, yeah, granted, we're not the Alabama, the Clemson, you know, we're not in that echelon, but we are directly below that, mm. if not pushing the seam up a little bit on that bottom level. And that's where universities like ours benefit because these four- and five-star recruits, they, of course, if you're a 17-year-old kid in Alabama or Michigan State or whoever's knocking down your door, you're going to say yes. You're going to say yes. Right. But then if you, because they get so many recruits and so many commits there, as soon as you're not performing to their level, they bench you. And right. and so that's where you you get them – you know, they still want to make it in the NFL. They still want tape. They still want burn. So they're going to come to that next level. And so that's where we're going to get. We might not get a four-star, five-star freshman, but I'll take Yet. a – Right, right, right. I mean, we're going there. But I'll take a four-star, five-star transfer because, like I said, you know, whatever. For whatever reason, they got right. benched at this, so now they're transferring out. I'll take it. Come on in. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, Tristan Jackson's a hell of a kid. He is a hell of a kid. He's and a he's a got a bloodline. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He has a receiver family. For sure. For sure. His cousin was the number three pick in the NFL draft in 2005. Yes. Braylon Edwards. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he played for Cleveland. He played for the, the, Jets. the Jets, the Niners, and the Seahawks, I think, before he retired. 
Yeah, the last two are, are probably just hazy, hazy in my memory. I remember right, yeah. him in Cleveland. I remember yeah. him with the Jets. And he was a superstar. He and was quality talent. Tristan's brother plays for Western Michigan. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a, he's a talented kid. He's a down-to-earth kid. He's a good, good kid. And that's part of what Dino brings in here. He brings in quality talent, but quality human beings. Right. And I think that's as important for us as fans. Yeah. And, and for Dino, he, it is as important to turn these kids into the best football players they can be as it is to turn them into the best men right. they can be. And which speaks right into my wheelhouse. Um, Tristan Jackson, I had the pleasure of meeting in this past January. Uh, I, Chris and I both worked at Applebee's for, for quite a long time uh, as servers. And in January, I was working a lunch, and in comes this fabulous table of Tiana, yep. Emily Angster, and of course, Tristan, because uh, Tristan and, and Tiana are, are a couple. And um, so I fangirled over them for, for a few minutes, and this is a picture I got with, with them as well. Um, but the support, obviously, you know, Tiana's been going through you know everything that she's been going through lately and, and fighting like the best warrior that that we can ever she's see. An, unreal. Un, unreal. And and still making public appearances and still, you know, taking time for her fans, but Tristan just gives her that that little bit of extra that, you know, if if you don't want to run today, honey, I'll run with you. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it, he's just he's a really really good kid. He's and, a good person. Yeah. Good person. But, you know He what? actually when we when we saw Tiana at the TBT um, you know, I, I was like, oh, Tiana, hey, what, you know, whatever. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you waited on me at Applebee's. And she recognized me. And then Tristan put his hand out to you and was like, hey, I'm Tristan Jackson. Like, we don't know who you are. Right. But he, like, he took the time to introduce himself to you because you were talking to his girlfriend. Yeah, humble and, kid. Yeah, he's humble just, kid. yeah, he's a good kid. But you know what, though? There's a lot of talent there. There is a lot of talent. All the talent in the world, Tommy DeVito, Moniel, Abdu Adams, Jarvion Howard, Taj Harris, Tristan Jackson, Sean Riley, and I can, all the way down the list. Doesn't mean anything in the world. Without? An offensive line. An offensive line. Offensive line is, is and underappreciated. Very underappreciated. And you just, just. In all of football fandom, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, just Google like statistics on offensive line and there's all but nothing. And, right, there's knockdown blocks. Right. You get knockdown blocks and number of snaps. Yeah. Is about all you get. Right. And, but then, you know, the, the quarterback gets. Praise for the a good pass and then gets knocked down for you know for an interception or whatever. When unfortunately the pros and the cons a lot of times rely on on those five guys in front of them and those five guys are a unit from from you know left left guard to right guard to tackles to the center. Those guys are a unit. They live and breathe together. They know what everybody is thinking before they know what they're thinking themselves. And we have the benefit of bringing back two. On our offensive line, two starters um, from from last year, and and bringing in three uh, three new guys, um, but Sam Heckle recently, just this past week, we found out is is probably going to be sidelined again um, due to some some medical concerns. Uh, last year he had surgery, yep. which kind of sidelined him. But on top of that, this amazing individual, since he was two years old, was diagnosed with congenital thrombotic thrombocytopenic purpura. So <laughs> I, have, I'm, I have a major in respiratory therapy and a minor in sports broadcasting, so it kind of, it, he, he's my dream. <laughs> I don't know how you can, you can't not pull from no, this No, you kid. can't, you can't. And 
he was diagnosed in 1999. He is the last known case to be diagnosed. That's that's crazy. There's a hundred people worldwide that have been diagnosed with this with this particular disease. So there's there a lot of there's not a lot of money that goes into funding for research. And right. and he's now the president for the Syracuse chapter of uplifting athletes, which again plays right into my wheelhouse. I'm gonna start putting hashtags <laughs> in the corner. How do I get to the corner? Right there. I'm gonna start putting hashtags in the corner. Every time you say uplifting athletes. It's, yeah, you're going to have to find another I'm gonna screen. screen. I'm gonna need a new screen. <laughs> but unfortunately, with him being sidelined, he probably won't play, at least in the beginning of the season, much at center. But all that does is um, bring back Aaron Service, who played as center for the last two years. Right, started every game. Yeah, so in high school, he played more of the guard, um, more of the tackle. More of the, yeah, more of the tackle. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> played more of the more of the tackle, but since he's come to uh, SU, he's played more of the center, uh, and and that's probably where he'll start again, week one here, and so we have him and we have Abdul Adams. No, my gosh, Evan Adams. Why do yes. I keep doing that? <laughs> I do it too. I know. <laughs> I do it too. I only know it's wrong when you say it. Right. Right. When I say it, it feels right. But that's why I give everybody nicknames. Right. Because that way it keeps everybody straight in my brain. Um, so anyways, Evan Adams yeah. and Aaron are both returning starters. Uh, and then we have Ryan Alexander, who is a transfer who's coming in for this year. Yep. We have Carlos Vetterella, who's probably going to take over back at Aaron's spot. At right tackle. At right tackle now that he's moved to center. Yep. And probably uh, Dakota Davis at, at uh, guard. Yes, there is a con. There's um, two competitions going on right now that I know of. If we're removing Sam Hackle, so Dakota Davis is in competition with not Ashley. Hashtag my name's not Ashley Tisdale. Darius Tisdale. Darius right. Tisdale. <laughs> Darius Tisdale and Dakota Davis are in a competition for the other guard spot. Right. And Ryan Alexander and. Red, Jonathan Red. Yeah. Jonathan Red are in competition for the other tackle spot. <clears throat> so we do have some depth even without Sam Heckle. We have some experience. Ryan Alexander is a grad transfer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like he's got four years of college football underneath him from South Alabama. Yes, 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 yes. See, I got this, babe. <laughs> so he's got some experience. and He's from New York. Okay. So when he transferred that. from South Alabama back up here, um, it was kind of a move back closer to home, okay. which, which helped him pick Syracuse. Um, but yeah, he's a, a redshirt senior, so um, yeah, I mean, obviously with, he has some experience under his belt as well. Right, with with him and Red <clears throat> and Veterello and Service mm -hmm. and the potential for Sam Heckle and Evan Adams. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And Dakota Davis and my name's not Ashley hashtag Tisdale. Like with all with, that, we have some depth. And <clears> then <throat> I mean the depth continues. There's quite a right that white that's no longer on the depth chart right a now. Huge yeah. Huge recruit. This kid is a walking behemoth. There's Andreas Durig who's still Oh yeah, yeah Durig. There, there's I'm um, Patrick Davis, there's Mike Clark still. He was injured earlier during yep. the spring. Um but I mean he's you know still still here. And then there's Will Fromley um as 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 well. Will Frommy, who's a redshirt freshman. Yep. Um so I mean we We have talent we, we definitely have, have talent. I mean, We're we, going to miss Cody Conway. We We're did, going oh, to miss Speaking of what did um Cody Conway beat me in? 
Cornhole. Cornhole. Not a game of horseshoes. A game Not of a game. horseshoes. <laughs> Not a game of... But again, Cody Conway and Matt Keller run a team. You and I run a team. We have to let them win. You have to let them win. So I... Yeah, we played them in Cornhole and, and we lost, but whatever. We may have lost. I still feel like I won. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to miss Cody Conway and we're going to miss... Um, Coda Martin. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Coda Martin. I know that's... Gone. A, yeah, that was really good. Um, but... I know I kind of briefly touched on all the offensive line, and I know we're going to miss that ge- those gentlemen. But in that, check out this cutie pants. You know who this is? Sorry, Aaron. This is Aaron. That this is, is Aaron's Aaron. service. That is courtesy of Mama Hoss. Don't yell at us. And when they're not playing and when they're not practicing and when they're not working out, which is like four minutes a year, yeah. he goes back home to Wisconsin and he hangs out with his coaches, and he helps out at his high school team. And then on his times where he actually can spend time with his family, he does cool things like this with his mommy and his sister, August, who are super, super cute. And the other cool kind of fun thing about Aaron is he is Dino's first Syracuse recruit. So Correct. He, He's he our first commit. So he was committed to Bowling Green. He was recruited and committed to Bowling Green. And then when Dino came to Syracuse, Aaron came along with him, so he kind of is listed and probably forever important in Dino's heart as the first ever under the Dino regime as a commit here. Yeah, and if when uh, you were telling me a story when you were reading up on his commit at Bowling Green, mm-hmm. how uh, you say it because I, I'll never get the yeah. The words so they're right. sitting in Dino's office, and, and you know Dino's kind of just going over the pros and cons of you know whatever Bowling Green and and why Aaron should commit. And it's, it's Aaron and, and Beth, his mom, who's sitting there with him. And he kind of looks over at, Dino looks over at, at Beth, his mom, and says, Beth, I would like to offer your son a, a scholarship to Bowling Green. And, and Aaron talked about that a couple times in a couple different interviews. He's like, my mom is everything to me. My mom is super important to me and has been super important through my whole football career. It was really a neat experience to watch him ask my mom as opposed to to ask me. Well, and it... It brings to fruition the truth and validity behind when Dino says it's a family and it's La Familia and it's the Ohana, he's not just blowing smoke no. up recruits' asses. He means it and it's heartfelt. Yeah. And it's things like that that endear me to him. Right. I'm going to teach your boy the best way I can to get him to the best football player, but I'm also concerned about him as a human being and as a person, and, and you can trust in me. Yeah, and that's... I, I love what he does for Syracuse on the field. I love that we're winning again. Uh, on top of that, or in addition to that, I love what he does with the kids that are here. There is... It's so easy to find the negative stories around football players or athletes in general, collegiate athletes in general. It's... it's so, they're... A dime a dozen. It's like you don't hear about the planes that land. You only hear about the planes that crash. And it's the same with college athletes. And maybe you won't hear about every story in the New York Post about what Dino's doing for these guys. But we know and we we feel it. And and that's why sometimes we get a little sidetracked from the X's and O's because we want we want you guys to feel that feel it, too, that these these. Kids that put on shoulder pads and get out on the field and hustle for four hours of our enjoyment on Saturday are also human beings. Yep. They're also, they have lives, they have hearts, they have souls, they have feelings. And A part of what we want to do, what we want to accomplish is that I, I just want to bring some humanity back 
to college athletics. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it so, burns me up. So that's why. Yeah. So when you, when you watch and you and you learn something about a kid that you didn't know before about who he is as a person, that's why we do it. So if you're ever curious, that's why we do it. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. Yes. And this is more like the off-season stuff. Once we get into actual season, it's pretty much all X's and O's. Right. So You're just going to sit there and look pretty. No, I'm going to talk you're X's so and O's. No, you're pretty, but you're I'm smart. smart. <laughs> um, so I believe that our defense has the potential to be a top 15 For defense sure. in the country. Anchored by our secondary and our defensive ends. Uh, we did have an no injury this zone. week. We did have an injury this yes, week to McKinley, McKinley Williams. Williams. We don't know what's going on there. Uh, Kenneth he, Ruff is going to be stepping in. Yeah, McKinley didn't even come to practice no. today, and they saw him in like uh, a boot. A boot, yeah. yeah. So that that injury hurts because he's he's a, a returning starter. But the no fly zone is going to be big. So I think that our defense will land should potentially land in the top fifteen to top twenty. I think our offense has potential to be in that same range. I think so too. So next week, we will touch on special teams. Yep. Where we'll talk about another guy who's in Uplifting Athletes. Oh, Aaron is the director of Take public relations for Uplifting Athletes. He is the So director. Sam Heckle and Aaron are both um, on up. Yep. Sam Heckle being the president of Uplifting Athletes. He took that over from Zach Mahoney. And uh, Nolan Cooney is the vice president. We'll talk about him next yep. week. And Nolan Cooney, who we'll talk yeah. about next week during special teams, is the vice president of Uplifting Athletes. Yeah, Uplifting but Aaron Athletes. is the director of public relations for Uplifting. So, yeah, we'll go over special teams, which is probably the most elite yeah. of our units. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Nobody has elite. a problem talking about our special teams. Right. So we'll go over special teams, and then we will do a schedule breakdown. And a prediction? And a prediction. Okay. We'll do a Wedgehead official record prediction. Okay. All right. Uh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that is going to be tough. That's going to be tough. And that's going to lead us into... Well, then following week will be at IBU. IBU. Yeah. Everybody shoot out to IBU. For sure. Let's get it done. Yep. So everybody shoot out to IBU. We're going to have some fun. And keep in the back of your mind about the water war for Clemson. Yep. We, we have, have a lot of Clemson up. fans kind of speaking with us now yep. on social media, kind of getting in touch with this us. Is fighting, getting, yeah. This is this is growing. Yeah. The, the so, Super Soaker fight. We've got about 30 commits right now. Yeah. Yeah, we got about 30 people. It's going to be big. It's going to be, it's big. Gonna be fun. So that's going to be... If you we'll know how to transport that. water to... I have a plan. Okay, fine. But uh, if you know a plan B to transport water, let me know in case plan A doesn't work out. I love it when a plan comes together. I do too, but it's normally somebody else's plan. It's messed up. Anyways, from Cuse Yourself Podcast, as always... Bleed orange, go cuse yourself. Wedgehead. Wedgeheads. Think we got audio this time? Oh, hopefully. What do you want?